everyone, it's Sophie Zakara and I'm back with another podcast. Today, we're diving into history looking at the civil rights movement, specifically one young man within it, Samuel Young Jr. Just to give a little recap, as we all know, during the civil rights movement, African Americans' rights were stripped from them, not necessarily legally, but socially. Even if laws were made to help give blacks their rights, whites found a way to make sure that they had nothing, keeping segregation alive. This sparked blacks to stand up for themselves, peacefully protesting, showing their resistance. During this time, blacks were being brutally abused and murdered just for the color of their skin. And this is exactly what happened to Samuel Young Jr. Samuel Young Jr. was born November 17th in 1944 in Tuskegee, Alabama. According to Black Past, growing up he didn't have as many hardships as the average black man at the time, as he grew up in the middle class with the privileges and comforts that went along with it. For example, Young was properly educated, having gone to Cornwall Academy in Great Barrington, Massachusetts from 1957 to 1960, and he ended up graduating from Tuskegee Institute High School in 1962. He then enlisted into the Navy, serving the United States. However, this route wasn't very long-term. Young, only a mere year after serving, found out his kidney was failing and had to leave the Navy in July of 1964. Now spending more time at home, he had the chance to get involved with the community. Young participated in the Selma to Montgomery marches, joined the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee, SNCC, and also joined the Tuskegee Institute Advancement League, TIAL. These two groups worked to desegregate the public and get African Americans registered to vote. In fact, in 1965, he traveled to Mississippi with the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee and Mississippi Freedom Democratic Party to register blacks to vote. One day, Young stopped at a gas station in Macon County, Alabama, and went to use the restroom. This restroom happened to be an all-white one where blacks like Samuel Young Jr. were not allowed. When he went to use the bathroom, Young, only 21 years old at the time, was shot by a 68-year-old Marvin Segrist. According to the Civil Rights Movement Archive, his body was found in an alley near the gas station. The United States Department of Justice says an autopsy was performed. A writ the medical examiner concluded that the victim died of hemorrhaging and the central nervous system shutdown due to a gunshot wound beneath the left eye. He was given a brutal murder just because of the color of his skin, which is completely unethical. And on top of this, Segrist was left off easy. In the United States Department of Justice, in the specific case, it says on file that Segrist was arrested and put in jail January 4th, 1966, but then was released on a $2,000 bond. Finally, on December 7th of 1966, he was tried at the state level of second-degree murder, but was deemed not guilty on December 8th by an all-white jury in Lee County, Alabama. To make the situation even less fair, the trial judge moved the case to Lee County because in Macon County, the blacks outnumbered the whites two to one. So Segrist was technically never actually given a fair trial. And he also ended up living peacefully, and he died of prostate cancer on April 20th, 1986. This rotten man killed an innocent human being and barely had the price to pay the price. The only upside is that some positive came from Young's death. In Black Past's words, SNCC and local black leaders used Young's death in combination with the 1965 Voting Rights Act to inspire a rise in black political participation in the region. By 1970, the majority of office holders in Macon County and other predominantly black central Alabama counties were African American. These savage murders brought people together to fight for what is right and what they deserve. 
This unlawful death was by a horrible racist man who simply judged off of a skin color. Young stood up for himself in what was right, equality and justice for the African-American race. His message flowed throughout those around him, keeping his spirit alive. For more historical podcasts, check out Sophie's podcast. Thanks for listening, and I hope everyone has a great day.